people are drinking beer. I'm drinking water. Two touchdowns in the game. Yes, in the game. I don't know what we're doing in the front office, man. Twiddling our fucking dick. <laughs> Ryan, I just need you to drink this. Wide receiver trivia. That's what she said. Her. Fuck. Her upset. Are those crutches? You can see Ryan's crutches. <laughs> 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 What is going on, folks? Welcome back. Welcome back to your favorite podcast on the internet. This is After Further Review, episode 149. I am your outside potato cam co-host, Jalen Brown. I'm your uh, outside potato head co-host, Malin. I'm your angry old man from from the PNW, G-Money. Right. And our special guest this week, Junebug. Thanks for joining us again for the second week. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, all the way here from the big, from DC. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming out again the and uh, putting up with us for a second week in a row. Yeah, my pleasure. You know, it's great. That, uh, have some people from the DC that would be on the show every now and then, but I think Junebug has already hit the consecutive streak on appearances. <laughs> yeah. from... We we <laughs> do have some more friends of the show from DC who are not as consistent already. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're Commanders fans. They're they're used to missing things like the playoffs and winning records. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we may. I won't say any names. We may have some other folks joining us throughout the show. We'll see what happens. But um, man, forehead Jenkins better show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, please excuse the stream this week, folks. It's probably a bit choppy. I am on my laptop, not the usual computer that we do the show from. Um, so it just kind of is what it is. But you should be able to hear us just fine. Um, so if you are not aware. Oh, that's that is right. I'm I'm very not used to doing this. <laughs> Opening <laughs> cheers to everybody. Cheers. Love it. Clonjava. Oh, that feels right. That feels right. <clears throat> it's a little throwback. Throwback and your your little <coughs> is yes. a throwback too because to bring it back can't handle your shots. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go back Before to our roots. Before we start, I want to hear something crazy. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I found a bottle of uh, Buffalo Trace, and uh, it's been so hot in the state of Florida. It I forgot. To bring it in my house. And I got in my car on Monday. I was like, why does my car smell weird? And I looked down. I went to pick up the bag. The bottle was a little bit lighter because it got so hot that the foil opened up. And the cork shot off. Wow. <laughs> I lost about a quarter of the bottle. Oh my wow. God. On the forward of my car so if i get pulled over <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
How long was it, it in your was, car? Like less than 24 Sunday. Wow. My car Sunday. Wow. And it, it blew it blew the foil off and the cork shot off the bottle. Jeez. I was like, wow. Okay. Uh, all right, Florida. Thanks. Appreciate it. God, that's that Florida <laughs> science for you. Makes absolutely no sense, but on the science fair for adults. <laughs> right. Did <laughs> me first place for me. Uh yeah, folks, if you don't know, you can watch us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at nine thirty PM Eastern Standard Time. Uh if you just click the first link down in your podcast description, you'll be taken to the replay of our most recent episode. And uh be sure to subscribe to the Mel Himes Media YouTube channel. That way you'll be notified every time that we're about to go live or you can just watch the replay it's up to you and then vice versa if you are one of those few people that watches us on youtube we do have a podcast version of the show just click the first link in the youtube description below uh so with that being said let's get into the actual show this week shall we uh we're gonna start things off by predicting the nfc north we're continuing our uh, divisional predictions going team by team, saying who's going to win the division uh, and then who are the runner-ups are going to be and who's going to finish with what record. So NFC North is where we're at. We've got the Lions, the Packers, the Bears, and the Vikings. Um, let's start off with the last winner of this division. Let's go with the, uh, the Vikings here. We'll start, start hot. Um, Malin, would you like to go first? Um, you know, I would actually love to go second here. I'm having a little bit of technical difficulty. All right. We'll have Junebug. You want to go first? I'll go. Yeah. Oh, all right. G-Money. Junebug. If he can go. He's a visiting. (laughs) (laughs) Right. At this point, one of us got to go. Yeah. Well, so what I got, I got Minnesota, and I got them going 10-7 this season. Um... I, I don't. The defense is always suspect to me. They're going to have a tougher schedule. They lost Dalvin Cook. Uh, the offensive line, I think, is still a little suspect. So, um, some notable losses. Uh, they're going to lose to the Vikings. They're going to lose to the Chargers. I mean, I said the Vikings. I'm sorry. They're going to lose to the Eagles. They're going to lose oh. to the Chargers. Uh, they're going to probably split with the Packers. And and then they're going to lose both of them to the Lions, and they'll probably split with the Bears. So, and they'll beat up on the bad teams, but the good teams they're going to have trouble with. But I think they're going to eke out a ten and seven record. All right, ten and seven from Jim Bug. Uh, G Money. Yep. I'm with Jim Bug there. I, I got him going ten and seven. Um, notable wins. I haven't. I don't know if this is notable or not. I haven't been the Chargers, and that's just because I think they have bad coaching. Not they have bad players. I just don't think that coaching staff is right. Definitely not their head coach. But I haven't been the Chiefs in Week 5. Mm. Um, I have them beating the 49ers in Week 7. Um, not quite sure who, who the quarterback is. It looks like right now it's going to be Purdy. But as we all know, Shanahan likes to kill his quarterbacks. So week seven could be Purdy, could be um, 
any one of the other quarterbacks they have or someone we don't even know yet. Um, and I, I actually have have them um, sweeping the Packers. I just don't see the Packers being, you know, without Aaron Rodgers. And, and let's be honest, they, the Packers last year didn't really have a good defense. They don't have a good defense now. And you take away, you know, two-time MVP, even though he played subpar last year, I, I just don't see them replacing him. So, yep, 10-7. and seven. Ten and seven. All right. Um, Mainland, are you ready or do you want me to go? Uh, okay. Good. Um, you know, I kind of feel like with uh, June Bug and Jim Money uh, saying ten and seven, like it's hard to, you know, uh, disagree with a couple of old bloods there. <laughs> um, I feel... Like, I don't know if I'm overshooting it now. Now I feel, like, stupid saying this, but I got him going 13-4. and four. Wow. Um, Got him going 13-4 and four for, for mainly one reason. I think this offense is plug-and-play at running back. I do not think that Dalvin Cook is as special to the Minnesota offense is what maybe we've been led to believe because of where he was drafted at and where he came from at Florida State. And we'll see. I mean, stranger things have happened. The fact that Alvin Cook's be playing with Aaron Rodgers, that's just freaking nuts. Um, But, I mean, like like G-Money said, I got him beating the Chargers, and I also have them beating the Chiefs. But I have them kind of going 4-2 and with the division, um, but I have them going rough shot over teams with winning records at eight and one, which was interesting to me as I ran through all of the eighteen weeks. Um, I guess a surprising uh, loss to me is that I have them losing the Green Bay in Week Seventeen. Um, I think that's going to be a little bit of a trap game for them because with the way I had it going, they were winning so much. Then they're gonna prop. They're gonna lock up the number two seed, um, and I have the Raiders beating them in Week 14. So I think that's probably the most surprising things. Um, I may or may have not have been drinking a quarter bottle of Buffalo Trace like my car did the other night when I was going through all of this. Uh, but yeah, 13 to four is what I got. I got. I'm a believer in them because they don't have. Um, I mean, just the NFC North is just wild year yeah um i don't think that any of us really knows it's really kind of hard to predict what's going to happen like everyone's high on the lions but why are we so high on the lions because the coach wanted to eat kneecaps because of jared goff um that makes me nervous uh but then again at some points i understand the hype uh the bears with justin fields um i think he hydroplanes in wet grass better than he throws a football <laughs> Um, and I don't know anything about Jordan Love right now, so I think I think they're going to take care of the division uh, this year. I think I think you know you got to strike while the iron's hot, while the uh, Packers are in between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. For God's sakes. <laughs> so I am going to be the pessimistic one here on Minnesota. I've got them winning eight games this year. And I think they kind of peaked out uh, last year. Kirk Cousins is just one of those guys where it's it's kind of a roller coaster ride with him. He'll have those those years where he'll make the playoffs and he looks 
you know, he looks good, never looks great. But uh, and then he'll have those other years where you kind of forget he's even in the NFL. Uh, and the big part, though, is just how bad their defense was last year. And I think that now that teams know that they're without Dalvin Cook, they're a bit heavy on Justin Jefferson or a bit, you know, heavy relying on Justin Jefferson. I know they have the uh, the rookie who's now lining up across him, who apparently looks really good in training camp, but we'll see. Um, I don't know. It just feels like the Vikings have kind of been figured out, and it's like we all know what they're about. And their defense is just god, god awful. And uh, I, I've got really not much faith in the Vikings this year as far as kind of notable wins go or notable losses. Um, they'll beat up on the teams that, you know, they should, but the the better opponents, I just don't see it. Like Cincinnati, San Francisco, Kansas City. Um, yeah, you know, I think Detroit will actually beat them both times. Um, I do have them actually losing once to both Green I got, Bay I gotta and tell you, I wish that Nestor was here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really wish Nestor was here because if Nestor was here, he'd save me because he probably has the Vikings winning 15 games. I will tell you one thing, Jalen. Like At some point, your mic and your video is cutting out a little bit. So, yeah, it's probably my laptop is going to explode if it, uh, but. <laughs> so if, if I do start talking while you're talking, it's because you cut out and I'm trying to fill dead space. And okay. I'm not trying to run for you. All right. Just want to let you know. Sounds good. You dark on us twice. Yeah. So let's move on to, let's do the lions next. Um. Yeah. Sorry, Junebug, we'll go start with you again. Okay. So the Lions, very interesting team coming up this season. You know, everyone is high on them, like my man just said. And I'm like, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be good enough to win a division. I have them at also 10 and 7 with the Vikings, but I got them taking the division. I think they'll just have a better divisional record than the Vikings, but I I, I think 10 wins is where they're at. But, I mean, because they still got Jared Goff as a quarterback, and we all know that Jared Goff is good to drop two or three games just because he's Jared Goff. <laughs> I mean, ever since I watched him play that Super Bowl versus Tampa, uh, what was it? No, the Patriots Super Bowl against I mean, he just looked god awful in that game. He just didn't know how to get out of his own way in that game. And I understand, you know, but <laughs> he was playing against the Patriots, but still. And he had Tom Brady on the other side, but still, he just looked terrible. So a couple of notable wins. I think they will I think they will beat the Seahawks at home. I think they will I think they will I think they're gonna beat the Packers uh, both times. They're gonna beat the Bucks, teams like that. But a loss that I think is going to get them, I think the Falcons are going to go to Detroit and beat them. I think I think hmm. the Falcons are going to sneak up and beat them. I think that's one of those games. Uh, and then you know they, they and then the last their last three games of the season is going to be very telling because they have the Lion. I mean, they have the Vikings, they have the Cowboys, and then back to the Vikings again. That's going to be very telling about this team. That stretch of games, so we're going to see what they do. But again, I got them at ten and seven. So, 
All right. G-Money. You know, I don't know what it is with uh, Junebug there, but we seem to be in Pacifico here. I've gotten 10-7 <laughs> and, and winning the division. Um, yeah. I, I, I look at it. Um, he was talking about, JB was talking about the last five games. I have not actually going four and one in the last five games where they sweep the Vikings. Um, with their only loss being week 17 at the Cowboys. Um, you know, offensively, even with the losses at running back that they had, I still think they're, they're going to put, they're going to average for the most part, probably 28 points a game. Um, Defensively, they're getting better. I mean, that defense last year wasn't shabby. Um, it wasn't. Uh, and I think it's probably going to be the best defense in the NFC North. Um, I also ha- do have them beating my Seahawks in week two. That's only because my Seahawks are trying to get everything together. All right. Go ahead, Malin. I mean, I got to admit, I have not heard a Seahawks fan, a Cowboys fan, agree so much. <laughs> uh, everybody agreed that uh, Ezekiel Elliott was eating more peanut butter than Campbell's soup. Uh, but I have, I, I got the Lions going 11 and 6. Okay. Um, I actually think that's a little bit low. Again, I'm going to blame it on the Buffalo Trace. Follow me, people. Um, Jamar Gibbs. Um, I think he has the uh, the potential to be the best rookie running back this year. Maybe not career because uh, Byron Robinson, that's his name from Atlanta, right? Robinson, that's his Bajan. name. Byron. Yes. Okay. Uh But I think Jamar Gibbs is going to be in a better offense and be in a better situation. And this offense with him versus Swift. With uh, abusing the substance abuse policy with, uh, you know, the, the, the NFL. So maybe he's trying to get on the field a little bit quicker. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Um, probably stepped still, took a painkiller, had to take a pee test. Um, but he's going to miss six games. And so you're going to have to look at what is this offense going to be like for the first six games when you don't have uh, someone lining up opposite of Brown. But they still got that tight end. What's his name? Hobbs? Is Hobbs his name? Mm-hmm. Thanks, The one from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to pull names out my ass right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they're going... But here, here's the crazy thing, though. I think they're going to go 8... With the way that I had it run down, they went 8-0 against teams with losing records, but 3-6 and six against teams with winning records. When they went up against teams that were pound for pound the same as them... They ended up kind of falling on the wayside a little bit. Um, you know, I got them beating the Bucks. I'm sorry, Gary. I got us beating the Lions week two. I can't. I can't not go Homer two weeks in. Um, the uh, I got them beating the Falcons just because the Falcons beat us last year, Gary. Um, so I'm really uh, obviously I'm really analytical with the way I pick my games here. Uh, they beat the Bucks because they're the Bucks and fuck Baker Mayfield. 
Uh, but they're going to lose to some teams like Baltimore. Uh, they're going to beat the the Bears because who isn't really going to beat the Bears? Um, oddly enough, in Week 15, I got I got little bitty big headed ass Russell Wilson uh, beating uh, the Lions a week in Week 15. Mm-hmm. I think by then Sean Payton will probably have them running on it on at least uh, three cylinders. They'll be running up there 30 miles an hour like a Geo Metro from the early 90s. They're not going to quite have four, but they're going to have three doors and three cylinders like that Geo Metro used to have. Um, and I don't know, talking about the Broncos, I don't know if you guys noticed it. Have you guys seen the pictures of Russell Wilson wearing the helmet with that big-ass pad? <laughs> this helmet looks like a fucking Funko Dob, like, like a bobblehead <laughs> out there because he's so goddamn little. It's hilarious. You guys got to look at it. Um, but at the end of the day, um, eleven and six. Um, I think they're the five seed. Um, yeah, I, I think they're the first wild card is what I got right now. And so I, but I'm nervous being high on them though because they are the Lions, and they had a good half of football last year, not a full season worth of good football, and they did lose some games they should have won in the first half. But you know we. When you look at teams that have really great second halves of the year, you can end up being high on them, and then you get snake bit picking them to do great because you're playing off of what they did the second half of the year, mm-hmm. and then they end up being like the Cleveland Browns for a full 17 games. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't know. So 11-6, and six, winning the division, we all could just look really fucking stupid by the end of the year. But with what we have in front of us on paper – 11 and 6 playoffs. Yes, I am also on this restore the roar train here. I've got them at 10 and 7 and I think that will be enough to win this division in the end. Uh their kind of notable wins here. I can't see them coming out and winning. It, first two weeks will be kind of rough. I think they'll drop the first two games it's Kansas City and Seattle. Yeah. Um, however, if they do come out and shock the world in that f- season opener against Kansas City, look out. You know, we're, we're not going to hear the end of it from the Lions Nation because they're going to be on fucking fire. Uh, and I would love to see it. But, uh, yeah, I think they'll, they'll lose to Baltimore as well. Um, after that, though, I think they're going to really start to pick it up and beat like Vegas, uh, the first sh- Chicago Green Bay meetings. Um, they'll start to kind of roll in the middle of the season and towards the end and just lose to maybe just Dallas and uh, that second Chicago game. But other than that, I think the the Lions will look really, really sharp this year. Uh, I did just hear about the Jamison Williams stuff that he apparently was holding his hamstring today at a practice. So that's not good. But assuming that he'll be all right. He's going to miss six weeks of Right, right. Assuming it's nothing serious, he's got six weeks anyway. Uh, But yeah, I think their offense should look pretty good. Um, Their defense should still be really, really solid. And uh, giving Dan Campbell another year at the helm will only help. So I'm I'm buying into the the Lions here. I'm on that bullish Lions train for sure. What, What do you guys think? the NFL is trying to tell everybody by having the Lions be week one with Kansas City. Wasn't that a little bit weird? Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of a stretch, right? 
because yeah. normally it's either the a Super Bowl rematch or the rematch of the NFC or AFC championship games, you know? That's that's what you land up seeing. And I don't know, maybe because wasn't Detroit on hard knocks last year? They were. Maybe they just felt like uh, the, that entertainment value, and then they just figured that they were going to be a high-flying offense. And they and they had a lot of young defensive talent that um, it would be a good game. But now I I would have gone somewhere else. I'd have gone to Kansas City, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Buffalo. If I was going to do that, or um, Kansas City. I'm trying to think of a team in the NFC aside from Philly because they're in schedule to play them. Yeah, San Francisco. Um, well, you could move that. You could move that. And, and play it in Kansas City. I, I think KC in Cincy is probably the game. The game to go. I, I I don't know. I just remember when when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, which was a long time ago. I I get it, people. As long as the Cowboys, but it was a while ago. Um, the, uh, the like we had to play the Packers with with Aaron Rodgers, and we ended up seeing them in the mm-hmm. NFC Championship game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in, in games past, I remember uh, the Patriots had to play the Steelers, like, you know, like a rival of them. I don't really see Kansas City and Detroit being rivals. I don't think Kansas City remembers that Detroit's a city, uh, to be honest with you. <laughs> um so I, I, it just baffled me when, when when they came out with that week one. Yeah, it, I was like, oh. it's a good question though because it does seem like they're also buying into the restore the roar hype here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I just hope it's a good game. That's all I can ask for at this point. It's just yeah. hope the lines don't get blown out. Just but. makes me sick in my stomach a little bit when you keep saying to restore the roar. I, I, I love don't, it. it I love everything about it. <laughs> With me. <laughs> <It was disgusting. laughs> Let's move on to. The... I mean, let... go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say. I mean, where are they restoring the roar from? Like the fifties? Because I can't think of Detroit being relevant since then. Well, that's why they. That's why they brought back that old fifties logo. But you know, they did make the NFC Championship game back in ninety one. They had Wayne Fox. Wayne Fox. Yep, I think that I think they played the Redskins back in '91. Mm-hmm. That was the only time that Barry Sanders made the playoffs. I think. Jesus uh, Christ. But, okay, it's been a Okay, well, you say Jesus Christ, but that's only four years later than the Cowboys last won the Super Bowl. So I mean, like, what do we like? '91 <laughs> and '95 ain't that far Let's move on Kimba. to the uh, the Packers here. Uh, Junebug, what do you think the Packers are going to do this the year? Packers. Okay, the Packers. All right. So, I I mean, they, they're going to have to start over, right? I mean, who loses the Hall of Famer then has a good season the next year? Besides the 49ers. You know what I mean? <laughs> the 49ers, that's it. But other than that, I mean, I just I got them at six and eleven. That's that's where I got the Packers at. I got them at six and eleven. 
Jordan Love is too much of an unknown. They still didn't fix their offensive line problems. Uh, they still don't have a running back. They still don't have receivers. Uh, they they still have a lot of problems that they didn't fix. You think getting rid of Aaron Rodgers, you think they would be able to bring in some players. They'd be able to bring in those free agents. They didn't do anything. And I'm afraid for this kid, Jordan Love, because I don't know if he's going to make it the entire season behind that offensive line. I, I really don't. Um I mean, I just don't. The first six games, the first six games of the season, I don't see any wins at all. You got the you got the Bears. You got they're at the Bears at the Falcons. The Saints are going to beat them. They got to they got the Lions. They got to go to the Raiders. I'm losing Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> and then they got and then they got the Vikings. I just don't that those first. I just don't see any wins in the first six six to seven games. It just I, that's why I got them going six eleven. I think the second half of their season will be a little bit better, but other than that, I think this is going to be a very rough season uh, for the Green Bay Packers. And they be they may be looking for that number one pick next year. They may be trying to get into the uh, Caleb uh, Smith. Uh, lottery. Caleb Williams. Yeah, Caleb Williams lottery or Drake May because Drake May may come out too from North Carolina. Oh, Michael so. Penix. No. Penix. Michael Penix. Come on, Washington. Eleven and two last year. Oh, come on, man. Oh man. <laughs> so, hey, Utah uh, quarterback. Yeah. Utah quarterback. Yes. just did me dirty there. He didn't even give me a full no. He just did it with his eyes. He just. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta say. Like a little shit. Yeah, nah, he went into too much. Nah, he, nah. Ow. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, said, just... I said too much about the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. But <laughs> so you said six and eleven for Green Bay, huh? Six and eleven. Six Jeez, and eleven. All right. G money. Yep. <laughs> I got him going four and thirteen. Oh man! Um, and 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 for some of the same reasons, right? The O line wasn't good last year. It's not going to be good this year. Um, the defense is suspect. They do have running backs. They've got AJ Dillon and um, Aaron Jones, but they're going to be running once again behind a suspect line. Um, I actually have them starting off first five weeks of the season going three and two. Which, of course, will get Packer Nation all excited, thinking, you know, we didn't need Aaron Rodgers. You know, Jordan Love is, is the greatest thing. We're going to look at, like, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's how it, that's how it rolls with us in, the, in Packer Nation, right? And the cheese head. But then after the bye week, yeah, good luck. The next win they have is week 15 versus Tampa. That's it. Yeah. And they could well be, except for when we get to the NFC West and we start talking about what a shit show Arizona is, they would probably get to have the number one pick. Can't wait for next week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I got to be honest. I I need Nestor to come back. I know. Because he overshoots everything. 
he did send me his pics. <laughs> I just asked, or I just asked him, and he texted okay, me well, what he's got. Well, what 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 is his pick for for Green Bay? Uh, for Green Bay, he's got them at seven and ten. Okay, he's like, God damn it. Okay, so <laughs> okay. I got him going eight and nine. Got him going eight and nine. Now here, here's why I got him going eight and nine. Okay, I do remember when Aaron Rodgers took over for Green Bay, and I think they went six and ten that year. But that team had no offense side of him, and I think Gray Jennings. I think that was it. Uh, yeah, I think Gray Jennings was the only like wide receiver worth noting, and that defense was god awful even when they won the Super Bowl back in 2010. Uh, and you know they got steamrolled by the Vikings because Brett Favre said "fuck you" two times. Um, but I do, I am. It's not that I'm a believer in Derek Love, but I do think that he can be better than advertised because he hasn't been able to be advertised yet. Um, at least when you're talking about someone like uh, in San Francisco, like Trey Lance, we got at least several games of a body of work to realize this guy was not worth three first-round picks. <laughs> um, with Jordan Love, like we just don't know. And like, like G-Money said, we still got Aaron Jones. Um, it is a weak division right now um that's why i think like i had minnesota in you know detroit going a little bit higher but i mean like i have them beating the bears i have them beating the falcons and i even have them beating the saints in week three because i'm not a believer in the saints michael thomas is going to step a toe alvin Kamara is still going to be out um you got Derek carr with all his muscles that he likes to show off in training camp because he's the only person i know that likes to hike up his shirt like this in training camp. I don't know why he does it. Uh, Carl, you're white. Stop it. White people don't have shoulder muscles, man. Stop it. Um, uh, you know, I got him, I got him losing to the Lions, but I got him beating the Raiders. Um, so I got him actually going four and one in the first five weeks. Um, because I just think there are winnable games in that scenario for that team. Now they don't lose. They don't win a whole lot of games after that. Um, but I do think they're going to start hot, somewhat like G Money thinks they're going to start hot. Um, but I just, I, I do think that Matt LaFour's offense is an offensive mind. When you don't have a quarterback that's trying to sabotage everything you're doing and trying to win an MVP, um, I, I just think that there's going to be a breath of, breath of fresh air at organization a little bit. Winning record, no. But they needed to move on from Aaron Rodgers, and we're finally going to be able to see what this coaching staff is capable of outside of somebody that's trying to take their knees out from them from the get-go, which is what I believe Aaron Rodgers is always trying to do. Um, and so I, I don't know. I think he's going to be a little bit of a better-than-average quarterback this year um, in in the NFC um, and so I, I got him winning eight games. I, I feel I'm normally not this optimistic. I'm normally the pessimist. You are, yeah. I'm really <laughs> about my picks right now. It's that quarter Get bottle. me in defense <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 
I've got them going seven and ten. I'm with Nestor here. Um, I've got them. I don't quite have them on that. Uh, the first half of their season, like Junebug has them only winning one game before Halloween. But uh, <laughs> I think they'll win two. I think they'll beat Atlanta and New Orleans. So there's that. Uh, but after the bye. No, I think the Bears win that one at home, man. Mainly because Ow. Jordan Love. I think he's just a huge question mark. And very similar to Trey Lance, where it's just kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to, what to think, good or bad. But I think that week one we is going to be a lot more. of. Okay. We, we got more film on Justin Fields than we do even Trey Lance. And we've already mm-hmm. talked about how dumb Justin Fields is, thinking he's already a top five all-time running quarterback in the NFL. He's already got CTE. He's only going into his third year. <laughs> well, we're about to get to him next. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think Jay Fields will, will get the better the better, uh, the win that game. Week one, the Bears will. Uh, but second half of the season, um, I think their wins will come from Minnesota, L.A. Um, I actually have them beating the Steelers on the road. Um, and against Tampa, I think that's about it. Yeah, they'll they'll beat both LA teams. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I I think you know they'll have a, a solid year. Seven and ten is not awful. Um, but I think by the end of the year, we we should know a, a bit more about Jordan Love and be able to kind of see. All right, do the Packers actually have an answer there or not? Because if they're around that five hundred mark you know they can start having a conversation on on what they want to do with him um but yeah this is this is the 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 season of Jordan Love with the Packers you know do they have their answer or not real quick let's go around the table the four of us are the Packers drafting a quarterback in the first round next year no one word answer yeah, yes no i i you don't think so i i, I don't think so not not if they fall out of the top ten, and really, when you right now, when you look at it, high likelihood that Arizona drafts a quarterback, and they trade um, Kyle, they trade him, they get rid of him. Um, so you know, and and who knows? It's on how Jordan Love does. If Jordan Love actually plays fairly well given the o-line that he has and everything no they're not going to draft a quarterback they'll probably draft an o-lineman is is this jordan's love 30 or fourth year in the league mm, third fourth year right uh, i think it was 2020 i think this is fourth I think it's his fourth because Aaron Rodgers won two his, this, this will be his fourth year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, four. So they're going to have to dis- – I mean, they could still pick up his fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the Packers have basically one year yeah. to decide whether or not they're going to want to pay this kid 35-something, 40-something million dollars off of one year. Woo! Man, I would not want to be that GM. Crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. My my one word was just yes. I think. I think they'll pull the trigger on that one. Um, Nestor has been in the chat here. I just wasn't wasn't looking, but he was saying, <laughs> Malin eight and nine is wild. Uh, 
for I'm assuming for the uh uh the Packers, but <laughs> wait, didn't he say seven? He said seven and ten, which is too funny. Okay, first of all, if I said eight and nine is like an insane projection. I think he's just uh just, just messing with you. Fans been married four weeks and already we we need to we need to figure out if he's alive and well. I mean it's like dude man, put down the mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's uh, round things out with the Bears. Uh, G or not, G money. Sorry, Junebug. What do you have the Chicago All right. Bears doing? The Bears. You know, there's a lot of hype around them. It's a lot of hype, but is that going to lead to wins? You don't know. I got the Bears going eight and nine. That's where I got the Bears at. I got the Bears winning their first two games. I think. I mean. Going to play the Packers and then they're going to play the Buccaneers. But then after that, I got them losing the next six. I, hmm. I mean, you look at their next, you look at the first two games, they're going to come out hot, but they got to play the Chiefs. I, I don't think they, I think they, I don't think they can beat the Broncos even at home. The commander's defense is going to be good enough to stop Justin Fields. Uh, they're going to lose to the Vikings, they're going to lose to the Raiders. Then they got the Chargers and the Saints. I just think those teams are just better than what the Bears are right now. I don't think the Commanders are actually better. I just think that the Commanders' defense is better, and they may frustrate Justin Fields enough to just to make too many mistakes in that game. So that's why I think the so that's why I think the Commanders will win that game. But after that, I think they'll go probably every other game after that and end up with eight wins. So you got a good eight and nine season for them. I think that's where they are. I think they were six and already last year, six and eleven. So that's two more wins they had last year. Yeah. I think that's a good number for them. So G Money. I got him going seven and ten. I'm still not sold on fields as a quarterback. And I'm not sold on the coaching staff getting him to be a quarterback. Why do I see Justin Fields and think a poor man's Lamar Jackson? You know, uh, it just bothers it bothers me. Um, I have him beating the Packers and beating the Vikings. But, you know, a quali- and, and neither of those are quality wins when you really think about it. Um, but they lose to they lose to the Buccaneers. They lose to the Chiefs, which would make sense because Chiefs has a, have a decent defense and their offense you, you're not going to be able to stop. Broncos had a top 10 defense. The Commanders, as Junebug said, their defense is solid. I mean, you, when you play teams that have solid defenses that can stop, that know that Justin Fields is not going to throw the ball, or if he is, it's, it's going to be sort of like Michael Vickish. Yeah, you know, one read and then run. Um, they'll stop that. And most defenses that he's going to play are good enough to take away his first read and stop him from really running for 100, 150, 200 yards. All right. <sighs> well, okay. So. I guess is where the pessimism 
he comes in. Um, because I don't believe in Justin Fields at all. Um, I think I could wipe my ass with some toilet paper, put a bear <laughs> on it, and it probably play a better quarterback than what Justin Fields has done uh, so far as a bear. Uh, under 60% completion percentage in today's NFL. <sighs> I don't care that you ran for over 1,000 yards last year. Run your quarterbacks and run over a thousand yards if they can't throw the ball, which he cannot throw the ball. Like it'd be impressive if you ran for eleven hundred yards last year if you threw the ball for like thirty five hundred yards. Not twenty two hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns, eleven interceptions, um, an average of only seven yards per completion. We can't even push the ball down the field. Okay, um, I'm just not a believer. And what he can do in whatever offense they're running. Now, it might not be, maybe it's wrong coaching staff. I don't know. Name me another Ohio, another Ohio State quarterback that has done anything in the NFL. Um, I can't think of one. Uh, so to think that Justin Fields is going to be the one to do it, I think we're just being too nice because he wears the same number as is is Hurts, and we think he's going to be the next Hurts. He was rocky his first year or so. But when you look through the rest of the – I mean, Khalil Herbert, running back, I didn't even know Khalil Herbert existed as a human being until I just looked up the depth chart, people. <laughs> uh, DJ Moore is not bad as a wide receiver. Chase Claypool um, is obviously your number one uh, target there. Um, the offensive line is not great. He's going to be running for his life. And there's just, like, the defense is not what you want out of a Bears defense. You don't have that leader, whether it's anyone in the defense backfield. I mean, they're, they're, they have a history of great middle linebackers. You don't even have a great middle linebacker right now. Uh, Trey Mount Edmonds is not the next Brian Erlacher. Um, and so I got him winning five games. Um, I think that the Bears are going to be in the hunt for a new quarterback after this next year, and maybe Justin Fields gets another opportunity. But if Kyler Murray is putting up better stats in the NFL than Justin Fields, and we all know what I think about Kyler Murray, <laughs> I mean, stop it. Five wins. So I'm feeling really good about my five wins because you guys are saying like seven and eight wins. <laughs> I don't even want to know what Nestor is saying. What, what is Nestor saying? A little uh, witness protection ass. <laughs> Nestor's on the seven, <laughs> seven and ten. <coughs> um, I'm going to yeah. say okay. eight and nine. Um, I'm with June Buck here at eight and nine. Uh, I think kind of similar to Jordan Love, it's, this is another kind of prove it year for justin fields uh because they've, they've got him some solid weapons like he's, uh, running back again i couldn't have named up until you just said actually i still can't name any running backs okay i don't remember the guy's name that you just said yeah, um but wide receiver wise uh you know they did get claypool last year they got dj moore now they still have mooney there so he's got some weapons i think he's got enough to actually be a around 500 quarterback um besides that though it's just kind of like i don't know we'll see uh justin fields the verdict is still out but um he is top 10 fantasy quarterback i will say that so if you're looking for a fantasy qb 
<laughs> if you're looking to lose in fantasy, go ahead and dra- draft Fields. <laughs> go ahead, well. Nestor. I would just like to point out that Nestor thinks I'm overreaching about the Packers, yet he's got the Bears winning <laughs> seven games and the Packers winning seven games. Damn it, Nestor. He's, uh, he's just mad that every AFC East team is picking up running backs and he ain't got shit. That's what he's mad about. <laughs> he's got three huge San Francisco running backs, right? He's got Mo- Mozart. He's got, what, Justin Wilson. And whoever sat on the bench for the 49ers three years ago okay. as his backup running back. <laughs> Well, on time. That will do it for our NFC North predictions. We're getting there, gentlemen. But I think we're just down to the West at this point, and then uh, we'll be knocking on the door for the seasons to start. So, which is crazy. Yes. So, let's get into the news for the, uh, folks at home. Today's top stories and My computer news. might just lift off here in the middle of the show, and if that happens, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, all right, so let's start off with. Uh, let's start. If I can just bring this up, come on. All right, yes. Yeah, so, like you were mentioning, Mainland, the uh, running backs coming into the AFC East. Welcome Ezekiel Elliott to my New England Patriots on a one-year deal worth up to six million dollars with incentives. I think the base is around three million. Um, yeah, we get Zeke. The Jets did get Dalvin Cook. I'm just going to kind of mash these two stories together. Dalvin Cook, one year, eight and $8.6 million to the Jets. Uh, what did you guys think of this when you first saw these these two stories come up? Because they were around the same same time. Well, well yeah, you know, I, I, I felt that um, Zeke going to the Patriots, they're not going to expect him to be Zeke from the Cowboys of two, three years years ago, they're probably going to have a four to six hundred yard expectation from him. And and um, using him with Stevenson, you guys should get about probably 16 to you know, about 16, 1700 rushing yards between the two as long as they stay healthy. Um, and he'll, he'll work better closer to the, to, uh, the goal line as, as you're trying to get that first down or touchdown. Um, Dalton Cook going to uh, the Jets. That makes sense, too. He's good at catching the ball out of the backfield. He's quick. He's not going to replace Bryce Hall, though I'm I'm not quite sure how healthy he is coming back from his injury. So, yeah, it gives um, Aaron Rodgers another weapon. And it's not like the Jets need another weapon, but they've got one. I think uh, okay. So so talking about the Jets first, um, bringing in Dalvin Cook. I think that this might be. I'm not trying to do a hot take here. I'm just saying bringing in Dalvin Cook. If Nathaniel Hackett is not as dumbass of an offensive coordinator as he was a head coach. He was with the Broncos. I actually think this probably makes the Jets a front runner to win the East, even after we've already made our predictions. 
because I think that this offense is more talented than Buffalo's offense right now. Um, Buffalo doesn't really have a running game. They don't have a whole lot out of outside of Diggs right now. It's Josh Allen and Diggs are bust, but with Buffalo. And with with New York, you got Aaron Rodgers. Now he is old. He's old as shit. Okay. But does he have another year in him? A fresh year? I I really do think he does. I think he could be have like a renaissance like Brett Favre did in Minnesota. I mean, hell, even when Brett Favre was with the Jets, uh, they had an eight and two record until he got hurt. Um, and he messed up his uh, pectoral muscle and the stolen arm, and they ended up losing like the last six games or something, missing the playoffs. Um, but I mean, you're going Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, then you got you know a bunch of Green Bay throwaways at wide receiver. I get that. Then you got Alvin Cook and Bryce Hall. That's as good of a one-two running back as you're going to have in the league. Um, assuming that Bryce Hall's healthy, like G Money said, because Bryce Hall was tearing it up last year before he got hurt, and he was the only reason why that offense was putting up points and why they were six and two before he went down. Because it that damn sure was not the great white hype or Zach Wilson putting the Jets into winning position. It was all Bryce Hall, um, and so you got those two running backs, uh, that defense. Um, with, with the Jets is great. So I really do think that is a great $8 million pickup. Uh, when it comes to Zeke, uh, Jalen got to ask, like, did you do the three-day shipping or the normal seven-day shipping when you bought <laughs> jersey? It's going to hang up next to your Cam Newton jersey <laughs> that you bought a few years back. I'm just kind of wondering if you've already bought it. Um, Three-day yeah, 3D, yeah. Um, if I was a Patriots fan, I would be excited over picking up Zeke because there's not a whole lot of else to be excited about <laughs> Patriots fan. Belichick's been a 500 coach since he lost Tom Brady. Um, he has not been drafting well. Um, but if, if Zeke can be in one of those, I got to prove it that I belong in the NFL and try to get one more contract. Um, maybe he can shock the world a little bit. I mean, he had all the talent in the world, and maybe the Cowboys in Ohio State ran him into the ground and he doesn't have anything left. That's probably about 70% the probability. Um, but if he can pull a rabbit out of the hat and put together a really good year to try to get a contract someplace else, um, I think that he could be really good, and I think that uh, the Patriots – should get a Salvation Army bucket in the back of each end zone to entice his ass to run into the goal line. Because um, I want to see Zeke jump in to that big-ass red bucket at least one more goddamn time in my life. Because that's great. I could see that bucket in our end zones. Come on, Robert Kraft, make it happen. Uh, Junebug, what you think about your, your old guy showing up in New England? <sighs> I mean, Miami or New England. You know, I, I didn't. I know there was a lot of talk of him coming back to Dallas, but I don't think that talk was ever real. Even with uh, Jones getting in, you know, with the two game suspension, 
possibly getting cut. I still didn't think uh, Zeke was coming back. But the Patriots make sense. It makes it makes sense to go to the Patriots. Uh, use him like we were using him. I think Belichick will use him in short yard situations, and he'll he'll use him sparingly because I think if, if Belichick, I, I don't believe New England's going to make a, a deep. They're going to make a playoff run. But if they're close, they're, they're, they're within a, a few games late in December, that's when Belichick will really use Zeke and say, we're going to pound the ball in this code and Zeke out there. So I think the first part of the season, they're going to use him sparingly. But get close to making the playoffs, that's when you'll see Zeke in. Let me tell you the stuff that I loved about Zeke. He could catch the ball out the backfield. And he still could, even with him slowing down, you know, he could still catch the ball at the backfield and get those positive yards. And there was a couple of times this past season that we saw, like, glimpses of what he was in 2017. You can get some of that Zeke throughout the season. I I think it'll help the Patriots out for what they want to do. You know? So, and I think that Bill Belichick is the type of coach that if Zeke can adhere to the Patriot way, that Belichick does have a little bit of a track record of resurrecting careers. Okay, He always gets rid of people a year or two early, but he's always able to get people on the back end of that career when people think they're done, like a Marvin Harrison, a Junior Seau, or Randy Moss, people like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get a little bit more out of him. He will get every ounce of what Zeke has left and damn near kill the man if it means he can get close <laughs> to playoffs. Um, so I, I do think he'll do that. Like if they if they if they end up like four and two or five and three and Zeke's healthy, you're gonna see some heavy doses of Zeke until the wheels fall off. Like he'll he'll get every ounce of Zeke. That he can, he don't give a shit about what he wants to do after this year. Right, right. I think that's no, that's right. Um, <laughs> now going to Dalvin Cook, I, I like. I mean, I like it. I thought, I thought Miami was going to get Dalvin yeah. Cook. Yeah, I, I thought that's where he was going. Mm-hmm. I thought Miami had put their hat. I was like, he went to the Jets, but I mean, it makes sense though. It makes sense, but. I think that the Jets still got an offensive line problem. The offensive line, they was talking about it. Uh, they were just talking about it on the TV today. They still have, uh, they still got that, that the offensive line is still a problem for them. So, yeah, you got these two running backs, but can your offensive line block? You know, so that's, going, that's what we got. And Aaron Rodgers is not moving like Aaron Rodgers used to. So if that if they gotta, they're gonna have to move the entire pocket. Not just, you know, not Aaron Rodgers try to move around the pocket. They want some long pass plays. Can shift with Aaron Rodgers? Because if they don't, he's gonna be standing back there like a statue and get popped a couple of times. And we may not see Aaron Rodgers for the entire season. So I hope Dalvin Cook can come in. I hope Dalvin Cook can, because I think this is a one. This again, this is one of those guys reason the league has you know these running backs right now are not getting <laughs> they're, they're being put on one-year contracts so 
we're going to see Dalvin Cook is on the audition. So I think Dalvin Cook is going to go out there and give it his all. Not to be even looking to stay with the Jets long term. But I think this year he's going to go out there and he's going to you're going to see a Dalvin Cook you haven't seen before. So. Yeah, I agree with you about Aaron Rodgers. I think, like, I don't know about you guys, but Aaron Rodgers in the Jets uniform looks like he's homeless fighting AIDS. Like, I don't know <laughs> why he looks as frail and as skinny as he does. But he looks really skinny and frail in, in that mm. Jets uniform. I don't know if it's just weird with the shot value seeing him with the Jets. Uh, but I think what's really going to be the biggest factor for, for the Jets is going to be Tyler Conklin, that tight end, uh, because I really don't believe in uh, Lazard and Randall Cobb um, and Corey Davis being those other wide receivers. Um, I think, I think like, like you said, about the offensive line, and Rodgers are going to need some check down. And Conklin is not a top – I don't even think he's like a top 20 tight end in my book. Um, but if anybody can make him useful, it might be somebody like Aaron Rodgers. Um, so if he if he can dump it off to him, then that'd be good. But yeah, I, I think I think Aaron Rodgers is fighting AIDS, people. I really think he's <laughs> yeah, some, some STD from that clinic he was at in the dark. I don't think he was alone in there. Terrible. I will say, as a Patriots fan. Uh, being the front runners for both Dalvin Cook and D Hop for like two weeks and ending up with Zeke was, you know, when you put it in perspective, it's like, disappointing. Right. Uh, but when this oh, did happen, well, like that, it, right? When this, you know, when the dust settled here, I, I was happy that we got Zeke. I'm like, all right, at least we didn't leave completely empty handed. We did get a, you know, a, a star player here. Um, and I am in 110% agree with Junebug. Uh, it's going to come down to just, I think, Zeke's health. As long as he stays healthy for the most of the season, I think Bill Belichick will make him work uh, one way or another. And I think a lot of that will probably come in the second half of the year, closer to the playoffs, as it starts to get colder. And we're going to want to pound the ball a lot. Um, first half of the year, we'll probably see him more on the, the third downs and goal line situations. Uh, but once he you know starts to get used to the system a bit more and he, the weather gets colder and we rely on him a bit more i could uh, totally see him being a, a big part of a playoff push um for the patriots which um i'm, I'm speaking into an ex existence he, he's gonna be a big part of our offense <laughs> he's going to uh yeah i, I got I, I got one question for you here jalen first of all i do think that nestor is in witness protection program because he did not want to talk about Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott, <laughs> the Patriots and the Jets because he's a Dolphins fan. Uh, so fuck him for hiding out on this episode. Uh, so okay, I'm going to give you two names. You cannot pick the middle. You have to say he's either going to be more like one or the other. Okay. This year. Okay. Two great wide receivers that the Patriots picked up when everyone thought they were washed up one performed one didn't i want you to tell me which one do you think zeke is to be more like randy moss or chad johnson i'm going randy moss he can't say in the middle yeah i'm saying moss oh right that's because mm -hmm. you bought the jersey 
<laughs> if he gives us yeah, half of what Randy Moss like gave, Moss. Oh, man, I will be overjoyed. Uh, but on the I other side of this, and he says, if he gives me half of what Randy <laughs> Moss did, then Randy Moss would win half. <laughs> uh, on the other side of things, Dalvin Cook going to New York. The Jets are really starting to remind me of Tampa when Tom Brady first got there, where it's like he's Aaron Rodgers starting to recruit some of his guys from Green Bay uh, and now getting Dalvin Cook. It just reminds me of like getting Gronk, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. And, you know, they're they're stacking up a team now. They've got some real talented guys. They do need to get that O-line figured out. That That is the glue. And that was very apparent on this most recent episode of Hard Knocks. Uh, but assuming that the O-line does kind of give it to, get it together, uh, I, I think they could make a lot of noise this year. I'm not going to say Super Bowl, but a lot of noise. Uh, but don't be surprised if they look kind of shaky the first half of the year, the same way that Tampa looked shaky the first half of their Super Bowl year. Uh, they'll, they'll need some time to, to figure it out, but uh, they've got the talent. That is, that's definitely not the problem is the talent. I still think Nathaniel Hackett is going to poison. They're going to live and die by, by Nathaniel Hackett, man. <laughs> I think he'll be better as an OC than he ever was as a head coach. I uh, really well, do. God, I sure. hope so. He was terrible as a head coach. But, I mean, if he can. Well, yeah. If, if he he wasn't ready to be a head coach. I mean, you go from a, go from being a quarterback coach to a head coach. Nah, nah. That was that was the wrong move. But that if, that didn't serve. Serve him at all. If he can call plays and he can put together a great offensive game plan, I think the Jets can go someplace. Now, so far in their scrimmages, Aaron Rodgers even says he's been a little bit frustrated. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll see. But if they, if the offensive play calling is up to par, I think they got a lot of talent. Yes. So with that, uh, we'll wrap up the first half of the show. Um, in the second half, we're coming back with community comments and then what's up with that. Uh, so we will see you guys in about 10 minutes. And we are back, folks. Welcome back to your favorite show on the Internet for the second half. How we feeling, gentlemen? We all right for uh, round two? We're good. I'm good. We're taking our second half shot here. All right. So, Jalen, what are you sipping on? This is some Angel's Envy that Shaq gave me a while ago. It had been a while ago. We ain't seen him in a long time. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jimbo? Well, well, what are you sipping on? Healing. Okay. All right. Well, what about you, G Money? I got to stir it up a hazy IPA from everybody's brewing white salmon, Washington. You know, nice. white keeping salmon. it local. There you go. That is the most Washington Listen, thing. <laughs> First of all, Washington invented a craft brewery. They did. Right. Yes, they did. The craft everything. Yeah. Um, it's Washington. 
So white sand. All right. Well, let's Try talk that. about what uh, dumbass comments. Yes. Said. Everybody's favorite segment of this show. Community comments. This is where we get into what you guys have had to say about what we've been saying this past week. Uh, so let's start. Hmm, where should I start here? We're going to go with uh, who is going to lead the NFL in reception yards this year. This is the question that Nestor put out there. Um Sorry, let me just try and find this. This is coming from YouTube. Somebody I know for sure said, uh, Matt B said, C.D. Lamb. Matt B must be in Dallas. It's the only explanation there. Uh, is, is that you, Junebug? Is that a secondary account? <laughs> alter ego. Yeah. Somebody else <laughs> said Brandon Ayuk. I just cannot find his actual name. Uh, those those are the only two inputs. Was C.D. Lamb and Brandon Ayuk for that one? People. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Do you like guys have any uh, front runners? I'm going to I'm going to go with I'm going to go out of the box and I'm going to say a guy who's going to benefit having uh, Calvin Ridley on his team and that's Christian Kirk. I think Christian Kirk hmm. is going to benefit from that and he's going to sneak in there and uh, lead the league in uh, receiving yards this year. So that that may be a good pickup in your fantasy league is Christian Kirk. Man, I thought. Ayuk was crazy there, Jim Bob. One <laughs> <laughs> outside the box. That's outside the box. It right. definitely yeah. is. Well, I mean, when it comes to leading the NFL in receiving yards, I don't. I, I'm not going to go outside the box. I'm going to go with uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, because if if Kirk is good at anything, it's putting up numbers. Yes. And Justin Jefferson is one of the best uh, in the league. I would love to go with some because I love me some Jamar Chase. My mama knows that. Um, I might be more <laughs> old, and that's not LSU like my mama wants me to be. Um, but with the fact that Burrow is kind of coming into the season a little bit banged up, and you got Higgins on the other side that's going to steal catches and yards. Um, I think, I think Kirk is, I think he's pretty much married to Justin Jefferson at this point. I think <laughs> he's ride or die. Um, I think he's going to be, I mean, cause you could go, you know, Waddle or Hill also, but it, they're going to be stealing yards and you don't even know who's going to be throwing them the ball. Um, so I mean, like, I, I just think the smart money, if you're going to Vegas, I think Justin Jefferson has to be. In the top three, right? Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm going with his, like you just said, I'm going with Jamar Chase. I think that the LSU duo is going to be the best this year. Uh, yeah, let, let your mom know that that's where I stand. Uh, G-Money. Yeah, um, I, I, I got to go with Justin Jefferson. I, I would think, Jamar, if, if we knew that uh, – 
Burrow was going to be back week one and be healthy, but we don't know that. And we're not quite sure when he's going to be back. So if he doesn't come back to like week, week three or week four, is Jamar Chase going to get the same amount of balls thrown to him? I mean, my dark horse, and of course I am a homer, would be DK Metcalf. Um, let's not forget that Geno Smith put almost 70% of his, completed 70% of his passes last year. I think it was like 69.8. I mean, he came really close to hitting Let's 70%. Um, and you've got Tyler Lockett and, and now with, uh, Jackson, um, Smith Enigma. I mean, just seeing that kid in practice, um, I don't know who you're going to think you're going to double with the Seahawks. And the O-line is a whole hell of a lot better than it was last year. But, um, yeah, just looking at everything, I, I would go Justin Jefferson and my dark horse being DK. Because I can see DK getting open because Justin clearing out the middle. You've got Tyler Lockett on, on, on the left side, basically. And you got to pick your poison. I mean, it's almost like when when the Rams were really tough. You know, you pick your poison, or when the you know when you've got a, a a star quarterback and you've got two really good receivers and a good tight end, you pick your poison. Who are you going to double? Who are you going to leave one on one? Yeah, I I, I you know I, I could be a homer and say Metcalf too. I just personally, I think with Lockett. And uh, and Smith, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the rest of his name, uh, but I think he's going to be really great too. Um, no, I'm I'm just not. I, I see his name, I hear people say it, and then I try to say it, and I keep fucking it up. Um, and <laughs> I'm getting really angry right now because the Manners in the bottom of the ninth with no outs at a six four lead, and they just brash just let another fucking home run come through. Um, so I can't take any innings with the goddamn Mariners right now. These sons of bitches with the worst American League team in fucking baseball. This pissed me off. Um, the only the only other player that I would even maybe even think of would be um, Williams with Tampa. Godwin's coming back from an injury, um, and he's going to be really like the only target they have. Um, and I think he's good enough, like Jefferson, to beat double teams. Um, so I try to shy away from people that are going to get catches in the yard stolen from from great number twos that could be number ones, like a Higgins or a Lockett or somebody like that. But my God, if these Mariners don't close this game out, Jalen, better have a drop button because I'm going to be saying some. <laughs> I'm going to get real angry real quick. They don't close this game out. Oh, damn it. Let's move on to the next video here. We only have a couple comments on each video, but uh, the next one. Uh, so I asked who is going to be your uh, dark horse team in the NFC this year. And my team was the Lions. I did. I planted my flag and said, I think that the Lions are going to be, you know, kind of the, the surprise team there. Um, where is okay? Uh, Nestor also agreed with me. He said Detroit. Uh, Landon said the Panthers. 
big CJ Stroud fan there. Uh, or sorry, Bryce Young there. I always get them mixed up. Bryce Young fan there. Uh, G says, Saints for sure. If Michael Thomas is healthy, they could make a playoff run. Did not expect to see NFC South teams anywhere in that, but there they are. Um, yeah. I mean, but when I go dark horse, I just, to me, the Lions have a lot of hype. So they're not a team that I'm expecting, like, everyone's expecting them to right. to do good. Um, I think a team in the NFC that's going to do well that no one is thinking about is the Panthers. Um, I think the Panthers are going to win a ton of games in the NFC South. Um, and I have actually have them going 9-8 and eight, um, and winning the division. Um, and so, to me, like, that's my dark horse um, because, I, I, like I said, the Lions, like, pe- people are expecting them to be good. So, a team that's kind of going to surprise some people with with more wins than maybe they should, I, I probably got to go with Carolina. But, I mean, if if Detroit doesn't win 10 or 11 games, I think that's going to be a disappointment. Yeah. Does that make sense? If they don't reach double digits, then, yeah. Yeah, so there's kind of an expectation there for them to win. Um, but no one expects Carolina to, to, to pull out a winning record. Um, and I haven't won in nine games, so they'll probably make me look stupid. But, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. Jumbo, you have a dark horse in the NFC? Oh, your mic switched over. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Nope. Oh, you got him. We got him. Okay. Um, I think uh, a, a dark horse that a team that's going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to make a run in the playoffs that nobody's going to see coming would be Seattle. Seattle's going to make a run in the playoffs from the seventh seed that nobody, or well, I'm sorry, the sixth seed that nobody's going to see coming. Uh, man. I mean, I mean, uh, I know you're mayor, but I will kiss you on the lips right now. <laughs> I would. that I think that's after last season. I, hey, shout out to Geno Smith, man. He made me a believer. Geno made me a believer after last year. <laughs> What's it? He didn't write back, or he June did Buck, write back. I don't think it how it goes. I don't think he's written back yet. I think he's still <laughs> he's still waiting to write back all the haters. <laughs> <laughs> and before G Money goes, the Mariners did win six to five. We beat. Yes, they did. Okay. Yes, they did. Nice. They, so, they so make these ahead, games buddy. harder than they need to be. Yes, we do. I can never but you're dark horse, you money. Yeah, what's your dark horse? <laughs> Mine is Carolina too. Um, I just think now it does concern me that Miles Sanders is out until probably week one. Um, but I think they're a young team. I think Frank Reich um, can take Br- Bryce Young. Like he did Carson Wentz. If you all remember, Carson Wentz was really good till he got injured in that Rams game. 
and then from that point on, but he, you know, he just he, he he was never the same. But even after that, took Nick Fultz. Nick Fultz, who you know, who was he? But he won a Super Bowl with him. Um, I think he can do that. I, I think they can. They will be a surprise team in the NFC because you know everybody looks. You know, you look at the Cowboys. You look at the Giants. Even even the Redskins, because Redskins have a, have a solid defense. Um, when you when you look at the North, you're looking at uh, Detroit. Detroit isn't a surprise team because they won last year. So if they they wouldn't go in the playoffs this year, that's not a surprise. That's an expectation. Um, Minnesota was in the playoffs this last year. Once again, not a surprise. That's an expectation. Um, if if you look at the South, where the South is except for Carolina. Yeah, when you look at the South, it's, it's kind of jumbled. So that's why Carolina. I, I think Carolina can do it. I think Carolina will be your surprise. Um, and in the West, my, my opinion is going to be between the 49ers and, and the Seahawks. Um, Arizona's a dumpster fire. It's always been a dumpster fire. That's never going to change. The ownership are basically cheap freaking people that don't know football. <laughs> and the Rams, we, we don't know. We don't know how well Matthew Stafford is going to be with his elbow. And, and, and let's face it. I mean, half their defense is no longer there. So you've got Matthew Sta- Stafford with a uh, noodle elbow, Cooper Cup, that's their offense. And the defense is Aaron Donaldson. Talk about the NFC West at some point, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just got started. Wait a minute. One more, one more thing. One more thing. Okay, one more thing. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm good. Carolina is my dark horse there for the NFC. Go. Thank you for keeping it PC on the Cardinals' ownership. Because, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they can change the jersey, but still got the d- same dumb helmet. So. Uh, before we hit the last video here, shout out to the couple folks here in the live chat for watching us this week. Um, so yeah, so I asked, you know, who's going to win the NFC North, uh, and the folks on TikTok said. Tom something or other. I can't, I'm not going to pronounce that. Lions was his pick. Joey Marini says, not a bad take. Honestly, I just wanted to see the Lions make the playoffs at the very least. Jeff Vance, Lions comfortably. Vikings 13-4 and four with negative point deficit on season is wild. Huge fluke. All right. Uh, Austin says, Bears. And this person's name is just No. I don't know how he got that, but anyway, Vikings offense got better and defense just had aging players and a terrible defensive coordinator. Uh, with Brian Flores, they won't be too, they won't be top ten defense, but they'll be good. Well, where's that? <laughs> uh, you know what, <laughs> Is that if the Lions do not make yeah. the playoffs? 
I think the other 49 states are going to be like, you know what, just drop a nuke. <laughs> like, we're not just making cars in Detroit anymore. Uh, they're of no use to the rest of the country. Uh, we still don't have good water in Flint, Michigan. We never are going to have good water in Flint, Michigan. Uh, so it might as well just Newton, Michigan. Um, because they will have pulled over the greatest heist of making people believe this Lions team can actually fucking be something. False. So if they end up wetting the bed, like, you know what? Just Biden, the button. You might be thinking you're calling your mom, but hit the button. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we want him doing that. It might end up in another city, and God knows what'll happen then. But so, uh, still, will more than likely be a city that I'm in agreement with. <laughs> hit the button, Biden. Do it for us all. Don't fall in, down any more stairs in Air Force One. Don't mess up that trigger finger. <laughs> you might need it if the, if the lions fuck around and find out. So, yeah, that, that's what we're banking on, folks. We're banking on the lions or Biden getting it together. So that's where we are. Uh, anyway, that's community comments for this week. Gotta love uh, the community. Uh, hope they come out a bit more next week. We'll see what happens, but yeah, they. Just, where, where are we as a country with record inflation, and we're believing that the Lions are going to do something? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and Hawaii is on fire. That that's that's Hawaii is on fire. You're thinking about taking more money away from people with Social Security? Like this is bullshit, man. We are we are touching the third rail. <laughs> Right now. Like, there's a reason why we don't care that aliens exist because they don't care enough about us to actually do anything. So we're safe. Jesus tell you Lord. what, those you know those aliens are Lions fans. You know that. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Good Lord. Let's move on to the last segment of the week. World. This is the one that you all come here for. What's up with that? What keeps us angry throughout a seven-day window? Um, does anybody have something that's just burning, something that was keeping them up last night that they would like to start us off with? If not, I will happily go first. You want me to go first? Oh, please do, sir. I can hear okay. it in your voice. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about one series in preseason that makes these franchises be like, you know what? Anderson and Young, starting quarterback, right out the gate. Didn't do a goddamn thing in preseason. Um, when the Houston Texans are showing restraint and not naming Stroud their starting quarterback yet, you got to wonder what the hell is going on. In Carolina, like you're not even going to challenge these people. Just give them reins. You know the only person in the country right now that is hoping that one of these quarterbacks starts week one through 17? That's Peyton Manning because he wants somebody to break that interception record that he has. And it's only going to happen if he start all 17 games. Um, he's actually been on record saying he's upset about the fact that more rookie quarterbacks are not starting week one. Um, but I just, I, like, I don't know, man. Like, 
you waited until after week one of preseason and then you name it. Like you might as well have named it on draft day. He's rookie mini camp. Um, to start a start a training camp. Like what did you see? Like what did Indianapolis see from Anthony Richardson with that terrible interception throwing off his back foot? Sailing the ball to the defender for a new. What did they see out of him in the first? They're like, week one, man, we're playing. Like, just, just say it when you draft him, <laughs> or wait until after week three. But the, these teams that have these rookie quarterbacks, and they're like, after week one, they're like, oh, yep, that's our franchise. Like, shut up, you didn't see enough. You didn't see anything. Like, even Young didn't even do. Didn't do much. Um, I mean, if we're going off a of week one in preseason, then Justin Fields is winning the MVP, going three for three, one hundred and twenty-nine yards and in a touchdown. Okay, um, so just miss me with all this. We're we're naming these people. They were always going to be the starter. Just right, just stop right. it. You guys are losing headlines because the Jets are doing hard knocks. And everyone forgot you had a rookie quarterback, so you got to put him in the, the the headlines by naming him starter. It's ridiculous. Just whatever. I agree. I've, I've <laughs> to seem kind of like a big charade, but yeah. I don't even know why I'm that upset about it, but I am. It just pisses me <laughs> off. Irrationally angry, but that's I guess that's my personality. Um, uh, let me go next here, just real quick. Uh, the fact that we're going up to DC here, the fact that over a hundred thousand people have signed a petition to to change the commander's name back to the Redskins is just kind of wild to me. That this team doesn't matter who the owner is, doesn't matter what the circumstances are it just seems like they just can't seem to get it figured out <laughs> apparently this is like one of the most signed petitions in um the history of change.org uh i don't know what they're gonna do i, I highly doubt they end up changing the name again for a third time back to the original name but it just the, the circus of it all is just what is going on here uh, the the owners did come out and say that they're probably going to change the name. Good God! Um, now, well, it's because they want to wipe anything from Dan Snyder out of you know the ethos of anything in the NFL, um, and it's the most Dan Snyder thing ever to say you're never going to change the name from the Redskins and then have two other names before you sell the team. Because uh, he's that fucking stupid. Like, in between sexually harassing people, he managed to have two names in three years. Um, but there's even a Native American council or something like that. Like, some chief out there. I can't tell you the name. I read it, and I was just like, what? 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 Like, everyone wanted them to drop the Redskins name. But now there's some Native Americans saying, "Nah, you need to change it back because that's part of our heritage." Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, wait, what? What? What do you mean that that's part of your heritage? Like we already lost the Cleveland Indians, 
we got to deal with the Cleveland Guardians for the rest of our fucking lives uh, with that dumbass name. Like, they basically <laughs> named them after a couple icons on a bridge. Um, and then we, like, they should have just kept it watching the football team. Uh, and then the command commanders, like, what, what are we doing? Like, first of all, I'm sorry that we showed up with guns and you had arrows and you lost. Uh, but what do you want us to do? I... Do you want us to keep the Redskins, or do you not want us to keep the Redskins? But Florida State's okay because they're paying money, but we lost oh, the wow. Indians. Uh, apparently, the Chicago, what, what were they? The, the Blackhawks. The, the Blackhawks, that's okay. Got a big-ass Indian head on that on, on that sweater. I, and I need to call it a sweater, because if you call it a jersey, the NHL fan bases are going to, you know, they're going to put their... And he's in a twist. Um, and so, just like, are we are we honoring Native Americans? Are we not? Is it offensive? Is it not? Dan Snyder, you're a fucking idiot. So now we got someone to pay $6.3 billion. Go ahead and fuck, up, <laughs> fuck it up some more. Like, do do whatever you got to do. Let's, let's go ahead. Instead of changing your jersey every five years, maybe they should just change their name every five years because they're obviously going through an identity crisis. They're never going to win another Super Bowl. Um, so do, 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 do what you got to do. The thing is, who their fucking <laughs> is right now. With, with people getting upset over the name, there was a poll that was put out before they originally changed name, and 90% of Native American people said they did not find Redskin offensive as the name of the team in the first place. Uh, which just, uh, uh, Jesus. And you know what? Like, okay, and you know what, Jalen? You, you got me on a tangent here. You got me on a soapbox. Let's go ahead and talk about Ron Rivera. He's like, this day and age is Hugh Jackson. Like, who the fuck cares about what Ron Rivera thinks about anything? Why was he a part of the name change? If he didn't beat cancer, he would have already lost his job in Washington as a head football coach. <laughs> Like, all he's done is take the Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton, of all people, to a Super Bowl and lose. Other than that, mediocre head coach. Um, so, just, what are we, a whole goddamn franchise. Yeah, yeah. If we just went to 31 teams, I wouldn't even give a shit. But they've won a few yeah. Super Bowls, so we got to keep them around as a laughing stock. <laughs> but, fuck weird, that team. Weird organization skins football team but jumbo's got something to say but we lost his mic again god damn it that keeps happening i don't know it looked like he had something cool to say though wait go ahead jumbo back can you hear me yeah yes okay so being up here during this time period it is crazy because everywhere you walk everywhere you go in dc everybody wants you to sign a petition to change the name back Hmm. So the other day I was walking around, I had on my Cowboys t-shirt, and the guy was like, will you sign the petition to change the name back to Redskins? I said, I really don't care what y'all name is. We're still going to beat you by 30. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Hey, listen, I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you one other thing. The Seahawks did not ruin Robert Griffin's career. It would still be called the Redskins. If they were mm-hmm. still a good football team, hmm. if Robert Griffin III had yeah. them on the arc to being good, and they would have stayed relevant, 
but you know our Seahawks had other plans. We 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 had to win some Super Bowl and stuff. Um, if he if he never got hurt, they're probably still called the Redskins. Um, but oh well, no, I can't say that because Snyder was still sexually harassing people, um, and I think he was trying to do a PR stunt. He was like, "I'm grabbing ass over here, so we're going to change the name over here." Uh, <laughs> Old bait and switch. So, but you're right. The Cowboys still going to beat him by thirty. Everybody going to beat him by thirty. Like, what? The, what are we? Where's Morgan we Brown when you need him? Stand up for his oh, team. He can't even defend this nonsense. <laughs> who's there? Who, who, who's that defender? They got number ninety nine that keeps getting hurt. What, what, what's um, his name? Chase Young. Chase Young. Chase Young. Yeah, you can't even keep. Oh, they they sold on him. They, they don't they don't associate with him. Yeah, anymore. he's gone. They don't like him anymore. Yeah, this is last year. Yeah. Yeah, you got zero alcohol. Heineke's gone. I mean, nothing. I'm well, franchise. Uh, Junebug, do you have a what's up with that? You know, I'm a I, this weekend. I'm I'm watching football. Easy. I don't know if you guys noticed it. Extra points, field goals. There were so many kicks being missed throughout this preseason. I'm like. What is going on with the kickers, man? I'm like, I'm sitting here like, this This is starting to get ridiculous. I know it's just a preseason, but on the kicks, I'm, I'm watching every preseason game. I think I watched somebody missed one to two kicks. Mm. And I was like, I, I, I was like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not happy with the kicking situation in the NFL. It's like, do we not have special team coaches anymore? Do these guys not practice? <laughs> What's going on with the kickers right now? I mean, I, I like, think that like no nobody wants to pay kickers anymore. Hmm. Even though salary cap keep is going up, when you're paying that quarterback $45 million, think you can get anybody. But, you know, like you said, like kickers are going wild. You can't even draft kickers anymore. <laughs> They're no, great college and they suck in the NFL. Right. And then you go back to the days when when the Patriots won those three Super Bowls. You think about they won those Super Bowls. And then getting to that, that one game in the snow in uh, the AFC Championship game versus the Colts. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, but he made that long kick in the, in the snow against the Colts. And to get them there, we, I mean, we used to rely on kickers. We could yeah. put the ball in the kicker's hand and they're going to win. Nowadays, I, I, the last couple of seasons, it's like kickers have been a real liability in the NFL. I mean, outside of Justin Tuck, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Justin Tuck? Mm-hmm. The 66 yarder mm-hmm. against the Lions oh, a couple yes. years ago? Oh, my God. Just. <laughs> I mean, if the Lions were snake bit, Jesus Lord. Um, I mean, the days of having the Vendetarys and the Morton Andersons, um, those types that just kicked for decades. I mean, G Money, you probably got a. I'm missing it on a bunch of other kickers that kicked for decades, but I remember the George Bland is also. 
Um, but there were kickers that just, they would have careers for like 20 years hmm. in the NFL. You don't have that anymore. Like, Janikowski may have been, Janikowski and Vinatieri and Justin Tuck may be like the last three that I can remember. Yeah, but, I mean, outside of that, it's like every team is rotating kickers. Like, every two to three years. You don't have franchise kickers anymore. It's weird. Uh, Even though the Patriots would not be the Patriots without Vinatieri, but Jalen doesn't want to hear it. I, I agree, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say I don't mean to to point fingers here, but Brett Maher was starting to set this up in the playoffs as of last year, uh, when he was just going out there blindfolded. I guess, but I don't know. It just seems it wasn't just him, but because uh, even as of last year, you were you were seeing more of that. But yeah, you're right. This preseason, there is there has been kind of like an influx and just botched kicks um i heard somebody say like there's there's more former soccer players that are now kickers in the nfl but that's always kind of been the case anyway so i don't really buy into that uh i i don't know what what the hell the, the reason is but uh you, you really hope that they get get it figured out here in the next couple of weeks because it's about to to start to count so yeah I just think that when kickers get the yips these days, they don't have the opportunity to figure it out before an NFL team cuts them. Yeah, they're gone. Like they're, they're like, ah, you're gone. I mean, uh, the the Bucks drafted a kicker in the first round mm-hmm. um, out of Florida State, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I don't remember his name. And he didn't but... last. A year. Yeah, he didn't even last <laughs> a year. He was gone halfway through the year. Um. And not the shit on the Bears or anything, but I remember when uh, Nick Folk bounced a kick right off the crossbar <laughs> in the playoffs, I think it was a few years back. I mean, it just mm. when, when you start missing a few kicks, you don't have the opportunity to make the rebound. So we don't have, like, career kickers like we used to have. I mean, may, maybe G Money can remember a couple of it, and I don't. But I think outside of Janikowski, Vinatieri, and Justin Tuck right now, I, I don't think we have it in, in in the NFL. I mean, I think the Seahawks have been lucky having uh, Myers as our kicker for, I think, like five years right. now. He's got to be one yeah. of the longest-tenured kickers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're, you're right. Kicking because is- Robbie Gold doesn't even have a job right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 He's, still, he's still sitting at home. And he kicked – how many years did he kick in San Francisco? At least 10, right? Jeez. Yeah, I think they're for a decade, yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Suck. Hi, <laughs> G buddy, what's your what's up with that? <laughs> Here we go. James Harden. <laughs> oh, James Harden. We didn't even Oh talk yeah, we about forgot James to talk Harden. about him. We just hey? kinda blew right I'm by him. That's okay. We about talking about there him now. There we go. Who we have Got to do it now. So James Harden goes to China. Obviously, doesn't understand the internet or communications <laughs> or anything. And, and quote, morally the GM, a liar. He's never going to play for him. He's not going to do this. He just lied straight out to him. Like James, step the fuck back. <laughs> now let's let's just stop for a moment. 
you had the opportunity because the the 76ers did not pick up your option. You were a free agent. You picked up the player option. They don't they don't have to trade you. Listen, quit acting like you're a prima donna. Quit acting like you're that 22-year-old girl that, that's got a smoking hot bod that everybody wants. You're 35. You put on 30 pounds. Ain't nobody wants you. Maybe you're on Tinder for a quick hit it and freaking forget it. But that's about it. Yeah. Nobody out there wants you. And I don't care what your agent says. You know, your agent is your BFF. They're saying, oh, honey, work out. Watch those Jane Fonda tapes. You know, lose that weight. Yeah, it ain't happening. You are a fat fuck and ain't nobody want you. He's about to, he's about to watch some Richard Simmons tapes and try to lose some weight. No, well, what he's going to do, he's going to put that fat suit back on. Like he did in Houston. You get traded to Brooklyn. You're going to put the fat suit back on. Because y'all remember. He was fat as shit in Houston. Traded to Brooklyn. 14 days later. I was like wait a minute. How'd you go from a 42 to a 32 sir? I don't understand how you did that. I saw a comment Uh, said that. uh, James Hart is looking at his fat suit. In the cupboard like Superman looks at his suit. Right now. (laughs) Yeah. Right now, James Harden looks as athletic as I do. As I do, like he's got the big beard, right? Now, when he had the faux hawk, that could change things. When he started going to the dreads, but he still got the big beard, but he started gaining that weight. He started getting those round cheeks, like I have. I got these little golf ball cheeks right above my beard. Yeah. Um, I'm I, I'm sorry if I'm making you feel self conscious there. Uh, yeah, he started grabbing his cheeks too, and <laughs> Jumbo was like, "Wait a minute, let's talk about cheeks, man." Uh, but I mean, come on, like if if Harden trimmed his beard right now, that man would have three chins. Like he needs to calm the fuck down. Um, and the like, like G Money said, like you could have been a free agent, could have gone anywhere you wanted. But you you picked up the player option. Right. You cannot pick up the player option and then say I'm never going to play for the franchise. <laughs> for life. Well, sir, your weight is a liar. Your weight scale is a liar. Um, you're not as thin as you think you are. Like, calm the fuck down. Nobody wants you in Philly, just like you don't want to be there in Philly. But you picked up the player option. So eat you a Philly cheesesteak with that cheese whiz on it. Enjoy it. Ring the Liberty Bell and man the fuck up. There's an NBA YouTuber that I watch who compared the NBA to General Hospital. He's like, it's just one big soap opera at this point. Okay. Jalen, can. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but here's my take on this whole thing with James Harden, right? And this is just wild. And I love it because they all come from Oklahoma City, which stole my sonnet. And they can burn in hell. And they deserve to have a nuke dropped off on them. Uh, Timothy McVeigh bombed an Oklahoma City government building. And that was sad. A lot of people lost their lives. But that was telling 
But we should happen to the whole fucking city. God. Um, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Those three. Are they not the most unstable people in the NBA right now? Those Cancerous. three. Cancerous. They lost to the Heat. Lost to the Heat in the wow. NBA Finals. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden are the most... They... Cancer, yes, hundred percent. Eating all the goddamn organs, all of it. it they're eating more <laughs> organs than than Harden can eat a cheesesteak. Um, they are just the biggest prima donnas in the NBA, and they all come at like, how is it that those three come out of Oklahoma City, and here we are a decade later, and they're like, y'all crazy as shit. Right, oh, absolutely. God. And if it wasn't for Golden State, none of them would have won a single championship. Exactly. Like yeah. you guys can't read the writing on the wall that you're not who you used to be. And maybe it's because you were playing Oklahoma City and they got a poor ass school system, and people can't read there in Oklahoma City. So maybe you didn't learn to read uh, while 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 you were there. Um, but just drama, drama, stupidity. Just those three alone, man. Craziest goddamn three people in the NBA, and they all used to be teammates. Like they they need to figure out where the where the fuck they were eating. Oklahoma City, shut that place down. Somebody, health inspector, go in there. Those three were poisoned. Something happened while they you were would, there. You would think shit. that uh, we need to investigate Kyrie's upbringing maybe he had a stint in okc that we were just weren't aware of because he fits in right with that uh, same gang probably out there eating sushi with with the other three in oklahoma city <laughs> you, you, you gotta think sushi in oklahoma city your ass is getting poisoned uh but probably the four of them went to a sushi bar and got fucked up <laughs> they, uh, they ain't right but yeah that's James Harden, three, I, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> what you expect? The world does not revolve around you, James Harden. I'm sorry. That it's probably news flash, but Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, you think like you got to think like James Harden's belly is a little bit like Shaq's head, where it starts pulling things <laughs> in a gravitational pull. Or maybe you start thinking in the center of the universe. Some goddamn big gravity pull. I don't know. Just th- those three, man. We need some yeah. psych evaluation in the whole city. Absolutely. I got a question for you about James Harden. And my question is this. Besides his stint in Oklahoma City... What has James Harden done to command all of this attention where things are, you know, with pain? Well, you know, I, I, he's a great player, but the problem is he, he hasn't led any of his teams anywhere. Well, I mean, that, 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 that is know, a great question. He hasn't Jimbo. done anything. That's a great question. Yeah, he's Gilbert Arenas 2.0. If you want to know the truth, he's Gilbert Arenas 2.0. Damn. Yeah. Mm. He can fill up the stats, but he think, can't lead his team. I don't think he's bringing guns on planes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's planes. kind of the same thing when you talk about him, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant. 
right? Um, now he did win. Didn't he win two MVPs in Houston? Right. Just for the just, um, just one. But was it just, just one? one yeah. He did win one MVP. But Junebug, you're right. Um, outside of that, he was a failure in the playoffs, much like Kevin Durant, much like Russell Westbrook, except when Kevin Durant went to Golden State. That that's the outlier. Right. Those those three years that he had in Golden State when he won two rings in three years. If you take those three years away, ain't none of them been relevant in the playoffs. So he got his contract in Houston. He won an MVP, but he couldn't do anything with Chris Paul. He couldn't do anything with Russell Westbrook in Houston. Hampshire couldn't do anything with Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. And even with league MVP and Embiid came up short. Um, they just they they they're all flash in the regular season. They'll get their stats. They'll all get their stats. Um, you know, Durant and uh, Westbrook probably believe the earth is flat, uh, just like Irving does. Um, <laughs> but, but but you're right; they, they don't do nothing. They, Not a damn thing. Uh, Harden, noteworthy in the play. Yeah, Harden had his chance that 2017-2018 when they a game away from going to the finals, and Chris Paul was injured, but he couldn't do it. Uh, up against Golden State at the time, that was his like his prime opportunity right there. Yeah, I, I get that, but how many players? Been, but how many players have been closer to the NBA Finals if Chris Paul didn't get hurt in the playoffs? I mean, right, that is true. And the funny thing was though, <laughs> right <laughs> after that, once Chris Paul left, I don't know if you guys remember this, but he kind of just aired out all the dirty laundry and just shit all over James Harden. It was like. Yeah. He's a bad leader. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to practice. He, he practices by himself, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's telling because you could sh- you could see it with his career. Like the fact that he just has never been able to get over that hump. It's like, yeah, he probably is a pretty kind of an ass and someone that someone that you really wouldn't want to try and win a championship with at the end of the day. Uh, and he had to step man, back, and it, that was it, kind of his claim to fame. If you yeah. put me in a Phillies uniform and put Harden in the Phillies uniform, we would look damn near identical. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a good thing. Because I'm 42 years old, and I'm weighing about 215, 220 right now. It's not good. I got pudge, but I'm not wearing a fat suit. Uh, but it's the same thing. I don't even know how he does it. I don't know how he runs up and down the court as much as he does with all that goddamn pudge. Like, I don't even know how Shaq did it. I don't know if you guys remember Shaq at the end of his career when he was with Cleveland and Phoenix or whatever. I was yeah. like, God damn, man. Your knees are screaming at you. Like, Shaq never got a Christmas card from his knees at the twilight of his career. He was fat as shit. Yeah. But yeah. no, it's just, I, I, don't I don't know, man. The moment they change the rules, the moment they change the rules. Yes. Yeah. And he could not draw the contact and get to the free throw line as easy as he could in Houston. His career was done. He was never as relevant as he could have been. He was never a defensive player. Never played defense. So, crazy. Um, Yeah, Philly's going to be interesting next year, but it's like – 
Philly is just another one of those teams where it's kind of like the Commanders, where it's like they just can't get out of their own way. Where it's like even when they seem to have some momentum going, it's like, all right, Ben Simmons is out of the picture now. Now it's James Harden. Uh, then we'll see what happens. Embiid will start saying something. It's like Philly is just one of those teams, man, where I, I don't know how Sixers fans do it, but God bless them. But it's so crazy because the same owner who owned the Sixers now owns the Commanders. (laughs) And June Buzz is excited. (laughs) Now, now, now before we go, I do got to know, okay, so June Buzz, we know that your allegiances lie with the Cowboys, but in the NBA, who's your squad? Dallas? Did you say Dallas? Lost you. Lakers. The Los oh, you're Lakers. Lakers. Oh, Lakers. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. Lakers. You, yeah. you cut out for a second. Okay, well, that will be fun when the NBA Ooh. season. Okay. We <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and I got one more. Okay, so college football. You got a squad in college football. Hook them horns, baby. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Y'all ain't really been relevant since Colt McCoy. Uh, <laughs> now, now. And uh, do, do you have a baseball team? The Braves. Braves. Okay. All right. Braves. Well, your Braves are looking up. <laughs> yeah, they are. I will I, I will say this, Junebug. I, I heard a crazy stat before we go because I know we got to go, Jalen. I heard a crazy stat about the Braves is that they have four players that have played every game so far this season. Okay. Now, want to know what's crazy about that? There are 23 teams out of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball that doesn't even have one player that has played every game this season. So the Braves are healthy, consistent. And they got to be the favorite to win the World Series right now. Uh, they're just playing out of their minds. So, all right. Well, hey, I mean, I know you're a Cowboys fan, but at least you got the Braves to look up to. Hopefully win a chip. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen with the Lakers and the Cowboys. <laughs> but oh, We lost do, you do again. Do you have time for one more question, Jan, before we get? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I just got one more question for Jubug on this because he said he's a Texas fan. We've had all this realignment happening. So I want to know what Junebug thinks about Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC and what he thinks his Longhorns are going to do in the SEC before we get going. I- I'm just interested. Oh, no, we lost. Oh, oh there he is. Oh, you're, you're back. Um, I'm not a fan of going to the SEC. I'm okay. really not. I wish we. I wish the Pac-12 would have took us, Oklahoma, instead of going to the SEC or just staying where we were. I really right. wish that would have happened. And, but I think the way Texas is going right now, the recruiting that they've done, we're going to be able to compete for years. But, you know, I think Arch Manning's junior senior year, I think we'll be able to compete in the SEC. So, that's right. They got the Manning boy. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to know his take because I it hurts yeah. my heart the alignment with college football. Like I wish. Mm-hmm. Like now I am because of what's happened. I'm glad that my Washington Huskies are going to the Big Ten. Uh, but it's because the writing was on the wall with the demise of the Pac-12 when USC and UCLA left. I got to agree with Junebug, man. If we were not so pretentious and stupid and we took Texas and Oklahoma a few years ago when we could have, I think the Pac-12 not only would be alive and well, yeah, would be thriving in this college realignment. And so it just, oh, that hurts my heart when you say that, Junebug, because I, I agree with you. I wish they were in the pack. The pack's going to be no more. And I'm going to have to live with being in the Big Ten, and I hope we can do something. But, all right, well, we learned a little bit more about Junebug. Yes. <laughs> going to have some fun when basketball comes. <laughs> yes, yeah, the Laker fan is, 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 is too funny. That That's the team that. We have no Laker fans on our current crew, but we talk about them almost every week during the NBA season. Uh, just how it goes. But oh, God. Anyway, uh, before we get out of here, anything else you guys want to mention? Trying to keep us here until twelve. I think that's about it. We're all at home this week, so it's a bit bit different. Uh, anyway, it's a lot easier. Right. It's easier. I, I always hated that commute into this into the studio. Yeah. We, we will be back in the studio. Yes. We do. We, we, Gail and I will be running the ship from the studio. At some point, we'll get uh, we'll get Forehead Brown back. <laughs> and, uh, if ever, I was confident maybe this week, but damn. We'll get, yeah, maybe we'll get Nestor back from Sarasota at some, but he's in witness protection. Maybe in Columbia, we don't. We're not allowed to really confirm or deny that he's in Columbia or not. He's but uh, we will be back, people. Yes, yes, inevitably. All right, folks. We want to thank you all for watching and listening. Um, until next week, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at AFR Sports. Uh, that is the easiest way to get onto community comments by leaving a comment on what we're talking about throughout the week. And uh, until next week, everybody have a good one and uh, take it easy. Peace. Peace. Peace out.